Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. A large factor playing a role in the United States economy receding is the cost of energy. Stockholm syndrome is a common situation that arises out of communist or totalitarian states. That's when a situation becomes so bad that when you're given a little bit of relief or freedom, you feel liberated and grateful to your captor. Some have likened that to the current trends in gas prices. There's been some relief in recent weeks. However, the cost of fuel is still double from what it was when President Biden began his term. We spoke with Congressman August Pfluger and asked him if this energy crisis could have been prevented. Well, there are pieces of it that obviously the pandemic uh, made very difficult uh, on us, but absolutely preventable. It didn't have to be this way. If Joe Biden had done nothing on the policies that were instituted by President Trump, we wouldn't be in this situation. Instead of going to Saudi Arabia, come to Odessa, Texas. Instead of giving Putin a green light on Nord Stream, put Midland, Midland, Texas over Moscow. And that's the kind of thing that in my district, representing the Permian Basin, we have those resources. We have changed not just American life, the quality of life we had, but also that of the world through the shale revolution. And it's time for the president to use those resources to unleash the American energy and help the economy. What do you have to say when you hear the president touting the fact that gas prices have gone down uh, 32 cents, I think it is, over the past few weeks? Well, you know, you pair that up with the rest of his administration and Secretary Buttigieg gloating over the fact that Americans are hurting at the gas pump. Uh, and it's so disrespectful uh, to every American family that's struggling. Um, we need gas prices to go down $3.20, not $0.32. Cents. Um, and we can do that. But you can't kill the American producer and then ask consumers to pay more. How out of touch is the president and his cabinet by asking people to go buy $70,000 electric vehicles right now when we can't even hardly afford a meal. If you could just take us beyond the economics of it all for a second, we often hear about energy and national security. How is energy tied into national security? Well, every leader in the world wakes up wondering where they're gonna get energy. And today, you can look at what happened in Ukraine. I sat with President Zelensky just 20 plus days prior to the invasion. And he said without Nord Stream, they wouldn't be in this situation. And so meeting with the prime minister of Japan, the president of Finland and many other world leaders in the last four to five months, they have told me that they want American energy. It makes their country more secure because they're not dependent on Russia, China, Iran and other malign actors. And so for partners and allies around the world, our goal is to strengthen each other. The president, unfortunately, is weakening not just our economy and our national security, but also that of our partners and allies. Carson Pfluger, thank you. Thank you so much. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said yesterday that the economy has not fallen into a recession. She said that consumer spending is up while unemployment is down. She added that most economists define recession as a broad-based weakening of the economy, with many businesses shutting down and mass layoffs. That is not what we're seeing right now. When you look at the economy, job creation is continuing. Household finances remain strong. Consumers are spending and businesses are growing. Her remarks came on the same day the Commerce Department revealed that the GDP fell two quarters in a row. When the economy shrinks for two consecutive quarters, that is the main indicator of a recession. 
Former President Trump said at an Arizona rally last week that something far worse than a recession was coming. Where we're going now could be a very bad place. We got to get this act in order. We have to get this country going or we're going to have a serious problem, not recession, not recession. Recession's a nice word. We're going to have a much bigger problem than recession. We'll have a depression. Trump said that Biden created the worst inflation in 47 years. Among Trump's criticism of Biden, he singled out what he calls Biden's war on American energy for driving up gas prices. Trump told the audience that America was prosperous and gas was under $2 per gallon during his administration. With the economy feeling a tremendous amount of pain, we had a chance to speak to a very successful businesswoman, a former Trump administration official, SBA administrator, Linda McMahon. Mrs. Linda McMahon, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. President Trump paved the way for a very strong economy uh, just prior to COVID uh, hitting the United States. You were a big part of that. What do you think were some of those foundational uh, principles, if you will, that allowed the United States economy to flourish? I think the economy flourished because President Trump was a businessman. And he understood what businesses needed in order to flourish. He understood that a reduction in taxes would mean, and I confirmed this with small businesses that I talked to, those tax reductions and the tax relief that small businesses received, they reinvested in their businesses. They hired more people. They had the ability to grow their companies uh, or their, their businesses. And uh, it added to a flourishing economy at that particular time. So. When we look at what was achieved under the Trump administration relative to the economy, relative to business, it was really flourishing, as you said, before COVID came. And I think that's one of the reasons coming out of COVID, uh, even when um, President Trump left office and President Biden came in, uh, it was able, the economy was able to have as strong a start as it did because it had such a good base under the Trump administration before he left. Another major rate hike in the coming days. What do you think that's going to do to the economy moving forward? Well, I think the Fed um, is raising rates because they're trying to stem this inflation. That's the highest we've had, what, in over 40 years. And uh, so they have to take some action to do that. But what does that do? You know, I always kind of get back to a lot of small businesses because 99% you know, of the businesses in this country are small businesses. So what impacts small businesses really does impact the economy. So with, um, you know, with interest rates going up, it makes it tougher you know, for them to get loans and to pay off those loans. And think about a lot of small businesses that really do run on their credit cards. So with the interest rates going up, it makes it very, very difficult for them. You know, and then what does it do to their suppliers? What does it do to, uh, you know, the consumers who are going in, you know, to the stores to buy things that are at higher rates, especially when, you know, we're looking at the, the average worker who's going, well, maybe I did get an increase, but I certainly didn't get an increase that's commensurate or even better than, you know, what inflation is. So I'm negative. And, uh, and, and it really does have a drag on our economy. And under the Trump administration, uh, NFIB, the National Federation of Independent Businesses, you know, their reports on small businesses were that the optimism from small businesses at that time was at an all-time high. 
And now we're looking at that optimism, and that's always a barometer for me. Before I let you go, I just want to ask you one last question when it comes to small businesses and the lockdowns. What effect do you think that the lockdowns had um, in the long run when it comes to American small business? Well, in terms of the lockdown, I thought it was devastating to small businesses. Many small businesses couldn't recover. They just had to go out of businesses. Some of them were creative. We know of a lot of restaurants who just went to curbside pickup and those kinds of things just really to keep the lights on. You know, PPP helped them for sure. Uh, some of those loans to keep uh, employees employed, you know, for a short period of time. So the government underwriting, some of that did help. But I think that in the long run, small businesses suffered greatly, and some of them were never able to recover. Linda McMahon, thank you. Thank you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review, as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.